welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Bob Hassan. Sean Bowles. Here we are again. We're doing it. I love doing Exploring the Marketplace with you because yeah. I love what comes out. It's so fun. Well, uh, this particular episode is fun because it's like a guy who's really like a little brother to me. His name's Samuel Robinson from Canada. And we'll talk about him in a few minutes. But one of the things that I really want to ask him is because he was in ministry first and then he went into business, but he had opportunity for like a sports career before this. They gave up for ministry. And I think so many people right now are getting recreated during the COVID cycle and the you know the post-COVID whatever cycle. People are being recreated. Even churches realize tithing doesn't work as a primary model. We have to come up with other solutions as well. And so you've seen churches start businesses. I mean, I have a friend who started a marketing company down in South America, a friend in Dubai who started an advertisement agency alongside the church. And, and they're just seeing incredible fruit because you're no longer dependent on people, you know, people's success or failures in the church financially, but you're, you're actually using all the talents and the gifts, providing jobs for people to see a lot of business happen. And I think that's an, one of the most interesting things I've seen in modern Christianity is all these businesses start. Well, you and I, when we're talking about business, we talk about income silos or income mm-hmm. buckets. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm always talking about is increasing the number of silos or buckets that we have. Mm-hmm. If we have two buckets, then 50% of our income is on each bucket. But if we can figure out how to shift and adjust and maybe get four or six yeah. buckets, then we have a much broader spectrum of business that we, if one dries up, well, hey, look, we've got five other ones. And so for the the fact that churches are beginning to think this way, to me is revolutionary. Because when I grew up um, uh, at the end of the Jesus movement uh, in Christianity, there was this huge sacred secular split. The yeah. pastors, the ministers, uh, however, the, the church workers were the sacred people. Yeah. And the rest of us who were in the marketplace weren't. And it went something like this. Um, hey, all you people sitting in our congregations, give us your, your money and here's why. And we will, because since we're the experts here, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. And it was so unintentional. It's just because they were running the whole thing. And it, I think people, there's as a senior pastor, someone who's been a senior pastor for 10 years and turned it over to my, my best friends are doing it. They're killing it. There's something when you're in it, managing the budget that the whole world revolves around trying to figure out what you're doing in that, in that space. And there's an inherited ego in that space sometimes that you don't realize there's people in the church who could solve your financial cash flow problems with you. There's people who can help solve some of the HR issues. There's people who can solve so many things, but you're buried by so many types of those modern ways we build church. We're buried. And there's not, I remember looking for people to give me a model and help me to simplify and it became more complicated. So I think, you know, I, I have passion and compassion for people who are in full-time ministry who don't have a lot of help or don't know how to branch out of that. But what I love about our show is that, like, we're seeing people who are being sent into marketplace with the same passion and zeal and compassion as people who were sent into missionary life or sent into full-time pastoring or conference speakers or whatever. 
and we're hearing from them and what God's doing. And a lot of it's behind the scenes, so you don't get to see it a lot, but we get to show it through the show. And it's so encouraging. It's like, wow, God's opening my eyes over and over and over. Yeah. I, and, and I love the local church and have been part of a local church for 42 years. And the model is changing, especially since, especially since COVID has happened. Yeah. Churches, pastors, leaders are having to think differently about how um, their streams of income are coming. And this show is beautiful because your friends and my friends and the people that we're talking to have bridged this gap of the practical along mm-hmm. with, you know, their understanding of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And we're hearing start, just miraculous stories over and over again about how God has come through time and time again. Yeah, and it's it's making a huge ripple difference in culture because they're in places that aren't, the normal, typical church bubble, which we love church, but that bubble sometimes that gets created around it where you don't actually impact much past the influence of the members that are in your church. And all of a sudden you have this amazing thing where someone's in a Fortune 500 company or somebody, you know, is in a multinational company or somebody is in a video game industry or whatever, and they're seeing culture change in a way that those people who would never be impacted by a local church directly are because this person decided to partner with God and their faith Mm -hmm. to this. And that breaks that wall down, almost like that fourth wall if you're into drama, of where it's between the audience and the person. It breaks down that wall between God and people where they're willing to go and be fully displayed in their faith, not just go because it's a good thing to do. And I think that's really cool. Samuel's a great example of this. Samuel has a ministry called Voice of Revival Canada, and he, he inherited from his dad and mom, who are amazing. And then he also started a nonprofit called Play for Life. And Play for Life to brings athletes uh, together with humanitarian cause of, of providing for kids, especially at risk or marginalized kids in communities. It's probably number two or three in the charities for kids at risk up in Canada. Mm. And then he also has a business and does investments. And so he is one of my friends who I love to talk to him because he always has a new story of this you know, major project that came through in real estate or in business or whatever. And I love hearing what God can do. And Sam just has his pulse on a lot of these kinds of situations. Does he ever sleep? I mean, all those things you just said. I think Sam always has pretty much the consistently hyper energizer bunny level of <laughs> energy. So no, I don't think he sleeps. And he has kids and a wife. She is superwoman. So right. it makes it makes sense. But wow. I think we are going to enjoy this conversation and the listeners are going to be blown away by what we hear next. Come join us. Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career in the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. You guys, I have someone I really love on the podcast today with me and Bob and it's Samuel Robinson. I'm so glad you get to hear Sammy like I do because I call Sam, I call you when I need to be pumped up 
with God and excited about life. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Come on. I, Sean, I'm so excited to be with you here today. Bob, it's great to meet you. Great to meet you. I really believe we're going to have lots of fun. I, I feel like, you guys, I've, I haven't even had one full cup of coffee, and I feel like I've drank five Red Bulls. I'm so excited <laughs> to be That's with your you MO, guys. Though. That's like your MO in life. You just, you, you're the Energizer Bunny. I've never seen you run out yet. <laughs> I want to no. see you at 70. I mean, you're like in your 30s. I'm going to see you at 70 and see what happens. <laughs> come on. Come on, man. That's the goal. Keep it going, right? So it's awesome. <laughs> well, we get to talk to you about, I mean, I, I met you when you were a teenager, I think, or like 20 or something. Yeah. And uh, you were going into ministry, but you were giving up sports to really pursue revival, to pursue just seeing God move in Canada, where you're from. And uh, you ended up taking over your dad's ministry and stuff. But it was a really interesting journey because, you know, prophetically, I... I could see this calling of influence and business and, and networking and connection that you have on your life and also your heart for just kids, your heart for justice. And, and mm -hmm. I remember many times I'd be with you and just, I just, I always was trying to hear God for you because I, I knew you would run with whatever he said. And I just wanted to see you maximize. I want to see the full potential, which you've gone well beyond any of our expectations, which is awesome. But talk about just your start and why you started that way or what you feel God showed you to leave your kind of sports potential. Yeah, for sure, Sean. And, and I, I look back and really, Sean, you've given me some of these, you know, these words that I, I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm like, in some ways I want to say, you know, thank you. And then the other way I want to say thanks a lot, bro, because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's changed the, the, you know, the course of where I've gone. And so just a little bit of a backstory, you know, I was scouted to play uh, university basketball for, for Washington um, and uh, you know, full scholarship. And I remember being in high school and receiving notification that uh, they wanted me to, to join the team. And just, mm, you know, wow. you're, when you go your whole life in one direction and you have to know something about uh, like my history with the Robinsons, my, my uncle is a world-class fitness trainer. Um, you know, he trains some of the top athletes in wow. the NFL, the NBA, uh, the NHL, which is hockey for those, if you don't know what that is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so when you grow up in that, that whole, um, you know, family life of sports, it's one of those things where that's kind of been my goal. And my dad was, you know, he was scouted to play for the, for the LA Lakers. He actually has the most points scored in Canadian college basketball history. Wow. And so when you, when you grow up with that and guys like Steve Nash and other ones that you've, you know, you've hung out with, played with and all that kind of stuff, you, you start to have these, you know, inspirations to do this. And so when I made it to this place of, of now, wow, I'm going to take my basketball my talents to the next level, you know, there's of course the elation of, wow, this is it, this is happening. But then there was another side of me though, that thought, okay, is this, is this it, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, sports is a great vehicle, um, for God to use you. It's a great vehicle, yeah. um, you know, uh, for so many things in life. Uh, but I really felt there was this one moment. I still remember I had the letter in my hand, you guys. And I remember just God speaking to me and it was one of those things where it wasn't like an audible voice or anything wild. It was just this inner knowing that there's something more 
than my present opportunity. Mm. I don't necessarily know what it is, but I just knew that there's more. And as an athlete, that's what you're always striving for. You're always striving for more. You're always trying to be the best at what you could do. And, and just, you know, making sure that you leave everything on the floor or, you know, everything out there for life. And so with that, I, I made a decision. It took me a couple days of prayer, but I knew I had an opportunity to go into a new direction. I didn't necessarily know what it was, but I said yes to God. And it actually launched me into the ministry arena. And so, you know, I started traveling with my dad, uh, Charlie, uh, doing conferences. And, and Sean, again, you were a huge uh, voice in my life, encouragement, because there's times where you wonder, right? You wonder, did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? And long story short, um, Sean, I've told you this before, but in 2016, um, you know, I've had the privilege of working with different athletes and, and in different sports, but this was something really cool. 2016 happened and I got a call and it was from a guy named Herbie Kuhn. Herbie Kuhn is the voice of the Toronto Raptors. He's also the chaplain for the team. And uh, I remember when I got this call and he said, Sammy, I want to talk to you about you doing some chaplaincy. I said, okay. He said, what do you think about doing chaplaincy for the NBA all-star game? And I'm uh-huh. like, I'm like, hold on, come on now. Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, this is where uh, I want to give you this opportunity. I prayed about, it, I felt, and I, I just, you know, guys, God always, and you know, here we are, we're doing a, you know, this is your, the business podcast. If I could say this is that whatever you give up in the kingdom, there's never a loss investment. That's so good. Mm-hmm. This is something I, I, I've been learning in life is that when we sow something in the kingdom, we have to stop looking at it. Oh, man, I lost this or, oh, I gave this up. No, you invested it. And if you wow. hold on to it, God is going to bring a return on that investment. Now, it might be different than what you think. So I, I sowed in my basketball career and God literally shifted me into a place now where I get to influence some of the top NBA players, some of the top NHL players. And it, it launched me into this whole new opportunity that was so different when I was that 17 year old kid holding that scholarship opportunity, but God is so faithful. So yeah. So that's kind of, well, and I I want to say this before, before we get deep in the interview, as far as building context of story, because you um, did go into ministry for quite a long time and God gave you just his passion for kids at risk in Canada. And you start to do these huge stadium events. And then also some, some, I wouldn't call micro because they weren't smaller events to help kids to just, you know, give them their, their school supplies, give them hearing aids, give them everything. But you would have these athletes come and be the drivers of this. And you'd run tournaments and all these things. And you still do this for play for life. But uh, through that, then your uncle and you started a business together with exercise equipment. And this is crazy. Like, this is the fact that you, you know, fully in ministry, started, you know, foundation for helping kids at risk and then, or kids in need. And then you start a business at the same time. This is crazy. Like you're running so much, plus you're married with beautiful children. It's wild. So Sammy, Mike, I have two questions. Go back to your 17 year old self and speak to people who are listening. You're a competitor. You're, you're full of everything in you wants to compete, but God calls you out of it. How did you deal with the loss of that? And, and then my second question is, you're in ministry and then God moves you into business. Did you see at the time uh, what that was for? I, I love both of those questions. The first question with 
compete. It's funny because, uh, Sean, you actually gave me a word about this. You, you, you said, Sammy, you're going to, one of the first times I met you, you're like, you're going to compete. You had no idea that I played, you know, uh, high level basketball. And, uh, it's interesting because one of the things I had to do is I had to let one door close. If I could say it this way is I had to let the door of, you know, what could be in the mm. sense of my basketball career cl- close. It's like Isaiah 22, 22, you know, it talks about the key of David, you know, that opens yeah. doors, no man can close and, yeah. and shuts doors, no man can open. And I feel like that's something that is so huge in life because I see guys in sports and they still live in their 17 year old self or their 20 year old self. And so you have to be willing to adjust. And, and part of it is trust, right? Like trusting the Lord that, okay, I'm going to shift my passion, my energy. It's not that I don't compete anymore. I do. I still compete. I, I, I'm believing God for the best every single day. It just looks different than what I did for basketball. And so that was the, that the shifting in my heart, but I had to allow that door to close. It's funny how sometimes your greatest opportunities will only open when you allow your old doors to close. Yeah. And, and this is where the second question, though, with ministry and business, all this kind of stuff, you guys, I, I didn't even think this was possible. I, you know, the majority of ministries that I saw, um, you know, in, on speaking circuits and conferences, all this stuff, they, they weren't in business. And, and yeah. I think for, for a long time, you guys know, um, it was almost like ministry and business together was taboo. And so, <laughs> so you know, and, and again, like, I, I, it's, it's interesting how, like, God will bring in like different prophetic voices when you need to hear it. And uh, I remember, you know, I know, again, it's funny, you know, Sean, we're bringing this up, but it's God's just reminding me even right now of words that you spoke to me about. Don't allow yourself just to be put in a box in one area, allow God to open things up. And I remember this opportunity comes where, where I was in prayer and the Lord spoke to me and said, Sammy, I want to get you into business. And I want to fund your projects because here's how the Lord put it. He said, you're about to step into a new season where just tithes and offerings alone will not accomplish what I want to do in your life. And I remember hearing this, okay, God, so what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to phone up your uncle. Now, this is my uncle is at the the height right now of his popularity. He he has a machine. You guys can check it out. It's called High Trainer. And this machine is blown up all over the world. It's been used by like everybody, every major athlete. He's been on uh, you know, Time magazine. He's been on Sports Illustrated, Forbes. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna phone up my uncle, uh, Uncle Brian, and, and give him a call. And, and I'm like, okay, God, what am I gonna say? And and I remember this. He's just said, ask him about his next project. And I so I get on the call. I'm so nervous. I'm like, okay, God, I don't even know if he has another project. Uh, but I phone him up and I said, Hey, listen, uncle Brian, how's it going? He's like, going great, Sammy. Great to hear from you. I said, Hey, you know, uh, I just wanted to ask you if you have another project that you're working on right now in the fitness industry. And he says, funny that you would say that. He's like, I do. I have a portable fitness equipment that uses band, uh, resist resistance bands, uh, that literally it's like a, if you know the gym, it's like a cable machine that you can fold up and put in your suitcase and take with you anywhere. Amazing. And it weighs seven pounds and you can have up to 200 <laughs> pounds of resistance. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing now. But here's the deal. The deal is it's great to have the word, but as you guys know, money talks. And so he looks at me or he talks to me and he says, Sammy, I need to tell you this. He's like, I, I have this opportunity. And I said, 
Uncle Brian, can I join? He says, you know what, man, that'd be amazing. But here's the catch, Sammy. If you're serious about this, you need to raise $500,000 to be a part of this. <laughs> now, guys, like that was my budget for the ministry. Yes, totally. and, I, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm a preacher. Like, how in the world is this going to work? And something after this call dropped on me and it just changed my whole perception. Because I was discouraged. I thought, man, okay, you know, just like other things, how many times have you guys seen great opportunities, but when it comes down to it, you look at the price tag and it feels like it's just too much. And I remember in this moment being like, well, God, I guess I can't do this. And he says, what do you mean? And, and I remember the Lord spoke to this to me in prayer. He said, Sammy, you're one of the wealthiest people that you know. I'm like, God, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't feel wealthy. I don't feel like, I like, have you checked my bank account, God? It, there's not that much. And uh, he spoke this to me. He said, Sammy, your vision for finance is off. He said, all the time you look at dollars and cents. He says, too often people look at their bank account and they judge their situation, their opportunity by their bank account. But he said, Sammy, you might not feel rich in finance, but you're rich in relationship. Great. And I'm going to teach you the power of relational equity. And he said, if you would understand the power of relational equity, he said, nothing will be impossible for you. And all of a sudden, when that happened, I realized that I'm connected with God, who is the most connected person that's out there. Yeah. And that if this is from him, he has got the contact list of all contact lists. And I remember praying in that moment for the first time in my life, I felt like I could do this. I actually felt like this is it. Like I can do this thing. And, and I remember when I was praying instantly, I had this, this picture of a friend of mine that I wanted to talk to about this project. And so long story short, couple days later, I, I made a phone call and I was sitting down with this individual. I said, Hey, listen, I've got this opportunity. And, uh, you guys, I was so wet behind the ears in this. I showed up <laughs> to this business, you know, this, this business opportunity, no, no, uh, business plan. I was in <laughs> jeans, a hoodie, flip flops. He was, he was dressed up. I thought, man, what am I doing? And I just shared the vision. I shared my heart, but it's amazing how, when God brings the right people, right. <laughs> This guy looked at about 30 minutes in. He said, Sammy, I want to tell you something right now. He said, I think this is God. And I, and I actually, what you're talking about right now completely makes sense. This is an incredible opportunity. He says, I'm going to write you the full $500,000 wow. check. Wow. And I just, in that moment, I realized that I, so often we can make excuses in life because we, it's, it's sometimes it's how we see things. It's, you know, when we look at opportunities or we look at business and, and we, we sometimes get so caught up again in the price tag that we forget that God has ways of bringing finances and bringing the right people together. And this is, you know, we launched this business, um, long story short, um, you know, especially during this COVID season, I'll tell you what, we've sold a lot of gyms right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this, this product now is selling all over the world and, uh, it's, it's done, you know, uh, really well. And now, now we're in a place where we've handed it over and, uh, yeah, I can move on to, you know, to new projects and new things. And it's been absolutely amazing. That's, That's such a cool story. I, it reminds me that not only does God own all the cattle on the hills, he owns all the hills. Yeah. And, and this story is just amazing. It's such a story of courage and breakthrough for people listening who are sitting there right now with the same 
issues that you had and your belief was, this is too big. And God said, let me show you, let me show you that it's not. Come on. And in the context of all that too, I just think it's, it's been beautiful to watch um, your wife, who's just a killer at her instinct for your life opportunities with you, your dad and mom celebrate you the whole time. Mm. It's just been really cool to see um, you lean into your relationships to be a help of this. I mean, you've called me many times and talked to me about different stages of, you know, the growth and the changes that have happened. And so you're really good at staying connected relationally and leaning into relationship, which I think is really key for when you're trying to follow God and you're trying to do business. Because a lot of people, again, they don't listen to other people. Most business people are the most powerful person in their own life and they don't share that power with anybody. So I really am encouraged that you're doing what you're doing the way you're doing it. Well, tell us like a, a current or recent God breakthrough marketplace story. Oh man, I, I, there's a couple here right now. Um, you know, we just, in the midst of this whole thing with COVID, it's been amazing how the Lord has just brought different people together. Like we've been, we've been seeing, and I'm just trying to think of, um, just one story for you guys right now, but we've been seeing, um, just different groups, um, like financial groups. Uh, we're working with one right now where we're looking at purchasing some property in New York. And it's amazing how the Lord right now is not just working in the sense of bringing guys together to get a, a, a product or a, a project accomplished, but actually opening up the door right now for, you know, high level CEOs to receive ministry. And wow. it's cool how business, so we're in this, so I'm in a business meeting and uh, we've got about, oh, there's probably about three or four guys from this, uh, the company that we're working with right now. And uh, it's a real estate project. And uh, God starts speaking to me about their life. Now, you guys, we're in a full on presentation. So how do you <laughs> how do you balance, you know, hearing God and and with this project? So I'm trying to figure this out. And I'm trying to stay engaged. But at the same time, God is speaking to me. And so I'm like, <laughs> how do we do? How do you do both? And so at the at the end of the presentation, I just said, "Hey guys, I, I need to tell you something. Um, number one, I'm a Christian, and I want you to know right now that God, you know, and I, and I said it in a way that you know I believe that God speaks, and I feel like I've got a word for one of you that your daughter right now that has been suffering with some mental illness is going to be okay. Well, one of the guys like that's me. I just yeah. felt, I just uh, talked to my wife and, and we're processing what to do with our daughter because she's been suicidal. So we had this awesome God moment, right. like wow. just the last couple of weeks where we're praying with guys, not Christians. Like, and, and here's the thing that I felt like what the, what the, these projects and these business opportunities have become has been vehicles to also minister to those that we're in relationship with. And it's so simple. Like, and so we got to pray for this guy and he messages me after and he says, Sammy, you know, I've been to church before. And he's like, to be honest, he's like, I, I've, I haven't really felt anything, but he said in that moment, he said, that's the first time I felt the love of God. And he said, mm -hmm. this has made me think about God again, the church again. He's like, can we just process this whole thing? So I'm in the process right now of, of working with this gentleman. And it's absolutely amazing. You guys, and this is where, yeah, I, 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 looking back to where I was before to looking back to so looking back to where I was before and looking now, I I'm amazed that God is moving 
in the same way he'd move in a conference, he's moving in boardrooms, you know, he's moving on these different projects. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, you are speaking my language. It's, it's such a great story, Sammy. I love where the practical meets the, 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 the kingdom of heaven. It's such a great story. Thank you so much for being on with us. This has just been awesome hearing uh, your stories and what, where God's brought you through. If people want to get a hold of you, Sammy, how can they do that? Yeah, if they want to get a hold of us, they can go to our website. Um, our ministry website is voiceofrevival.com. Ca. Um, if they want to follow us on Facebook, uh, it's either Voice of Revival or Samuel Robinson, and that's for Instagram and for Facebook. And you never told us the name of this product that you got involved. The, the, yes, the fitness product. Yes, it's called Time Under Tension. Oh, so cool! Yeah, that's awesome, Samuel. Wow, we are so glad that you came on, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you again. But right now, it's time to answer some questions with Bob and Sean. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Now we're at our question and answer segment with Bob and Sean, and I'm excited to hear from Heidi. I have a question about engaging intercessors and prophetic voices in your business. Um, The question is kind of around, you know, business as ministry, they're kind of one and the same, but how do you engage in a spiritual activity or how do you compensate someone for their time if they're going to be a head intercessor or they're going to be really leading the ministry when it comes to intercession or receiving prophetic words? And I know we don't relinquish that as owners of businesses, but I find it really difficult to know how to best, because maybe it's some people's vocation, actually, to be an intercessor or to be a prophetic voice. And so I just... Yeah, I would love to explore the idea of how do you incorporate that into your business and how do you compensate people for that? Thanks so much. Bob, you and I both believe in getting prophetic and wisdom advice. And also we have a, a paid intercessor. And, and I, I teach people all the time about this when I'm teaching the prophetic side of things, which is you do compensate for time. You don't compensate for prophetic words or for or for hours prayed in the sense of like, you know, you pray for me for 20 hours, I'm going to pay for, you know, pay this much for you because of that, but you do set some parameters around how you engage financially and you're engaging their, you're engaging their life. So they are spending a lot of time and they're spending focused time on you and they're worth their weight in gold when they do it correctly. Um, when people 
pay based on prophetic words or on just hours of intercession spent, I feel like it starts to cross over into such a weird, um, just not the right way that God intended it to be spent. But when you're bringing people in and you have high level purposes in the kingdom that are in the marketplace, man, to have people there praying with you and like who are devoting their time because you're, you're actually putting, you know, the value and the worth on it. It just makes such a difference. Like our intercessor who prays for us, she sends a monthly report and whenever she can, she's it's usually around the same time every month. And we don't tell her how much or how little to pray. We just say, pray for us. And we're just hiring you as a missionary to pray alongside of us. And she was a businesswoman herself. And when we get that monthly report, Shri and I are like, look what the Lord has done. Wow, it's so incredible. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I I think we're used to in business paying for services. And normally with any other outside vendor, you'll pay a fee for a service. For example, if you have an outside payroll service, you'll pay a fee. If you have yeah. an outside bookkeeping or accounting service, you'll pay a fee. Uh, based on monthly and you can just fill in the blank. And I think that uh, either a spiritual uh, counselor or an intercessor has value and you have to determine that. And if you have, it sounds like you have a relationship with this intercessor, just talk to them and find out what they think is the right, is the right amount per month. Now, it's been my experience that they always undervalue themselves and always. we want to bless missionaries and we want to bless intercessors and people who are helping us spiritually. And so we can do that by generally paying over what uh, uh, an intercessor would ask for. And, yeah. and I know that you've had lots and lots of experience with intercessors over the years. Well, I've helped place profits and intercessors with companies. Right. And, and it's really interesting because like I usually try and help them set the expectation of like, I'll probably be praying between, you know, if it's a small contract, three to five hours a week for your company. And, and I'm going to submit a, a monthly report just to show you what I've been praying for. And what I tell the companies is it may be only one time a year, maybe three times a year where that report actually speaks to what you're going through. But you have somebody who's been carrying you in their history, almost like if you're with a, if you've ever had therapy and, and you're with a, a, a proven trusted therapist and you may not really need that therapist two years from now, but then five years from now, you need him again, and you're so glad that you kept going or that you at least stayed online or that you paid him for a season of time because they're already tracking with you. They're already with you. The breakthrough happens faster. It's like there's something about having someone on retainer or long-term that's a really beautiful thing for companies and uh, not just project-based, but actually keeping them with you, even if what they're praying for and what they're saying to you doesn't have direct impact. There's always a direct impact from prayer. And then profits... Uh, it's a little different because when you have someone with a prophetic insight, you, you're you not hiring them to prophesy over you necessarily. You're hiring them for their time, and they may help you to discern what God's saying to you. They may have words for you. They may help you to discern what other people are, people's words mean to your organization. So when you hire them directly for words, I feel like it always gets dysfunctional. But when you're hiring for their time and saying, here's my expectation is that you've guided me in these, these three areas, you know, words others have for me, words I have for myself. And maybe if God shows you anything as well, that creates balance. For example, if you've hired somebody who's prophetic and let's say you're trying to discern uh, a new line of business or you get a contract that you're, you're not quite sure 
whether you think that you should take this contract for whatever reason it is. And we've got stories about that, but it gives you the ability to send an email or a text and say, Hey, I'm facing this situation. Could you ask God into this? Yeah. And so many times as business owners, we're so into the nuts and bolts. We're so into the operations even though we're spending our time praying about it and discerning it, if you have relationships with an intercessor or a prophetic voice, um, it's a great way uh, to move your business forward. Well, and we do want direct results as business people. Like it's like if you go, if you're going to get your your retail store painted and you go to a painter and say, hey, we want to get our retail store painted and their designer. Why are you using that? Painted? Because um, why are I you know using some that? painters. Okay. And if I say, hey, do you have a designer or staff? And they say, yes. And these are the colors you should choose for this kind of retail store. That's what we want. But when you go to a prophetic intercessor or a prophet and you're like, hey, I want to, I want to pay you for some of your time. And you're okay. Here's what we're building. And they're like, there's a flower in a field. Like you're, it's not always <laughs> direct relationship, but there's something wonderful that happens especially the longer term relationships, like where there's a consistent pouring into from God. And sometimes just having them involved is like creating a place of the presence of God. They carry the presence of God. And it just, I mean, for us, like having our intercessors, JJ, who I'm hoping will be in this podcast at some point and JJ, man, there's times that I can feel JJ praying for me or praying for us. And then she'll text and say, we I was just praying for you, but this is after years of having JJ yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you were praying, weren't you? Like you can just feel the care, the nurture, the love, she carries us in her heart. So so you don't get that in the first month. You get that because you've gone on a journey together. Right. Thank you so much for the question. I know for a lot of listeners, they're thinking, what? An intercessor or a prophetic voice in my business? Are you crazy? Well, yeah, maybe we are. Mm -hmm. But these are things that are happening in the marketplace. And this is a perfect question. This is why we wanted to talk about it. One thing I'll say to that, Bob, before we end it, is that King David had a whole tabernacle of prayers for his whole kingdom. I mean, he just set up the whole tabernacle that they would pray for Israel. And so this is, there's biblical precedent in a lot of places, but I Mm -hmm. love that one where he had full-time staff of hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands. We want to thank you for listening to Exploring the Marketplace today. I was so glad with this episode, Bob. I just love this conversation that keeps going and people can connect to us online. Well, stay tuned, join us again, subscribe, and make sure to hit that notifications button. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.